Free signups are the lifeblood of a product-led business. The more quality signups you get, the easier it is to grow. Yet, most companies don't have a process for getting more signups. That's why here at Product-Led, we created a new training program called Product-Led Acquisition. It's a four-week live training course that shows you exactly how to create SaaS landing pages that convert. And in this program, we'll teach you how to choose which features to show on your page, define the structure for your page, write every single headline with repeatable formulas, and create high converting visuals without any design experience. And the best part of this entire program is all of the copy will be completed during the workshops. So no doing homework and slaving away at the end of the program. No, you're actually gonna be doing it during the workshop and building this landing page. So this means you'll walk away with a fully written landing page and you'll have a battle-tested formula that is repeatable and will help you get a 10% uplift in signups. And our first training for this program kicks off on February 20th. To learn more, go to productled.com forward slash ACQ. That's productled.com forward slash ACQ. Hope to see you in the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fun episode of the Product Led Podcast. Today, we're going to be doing something new. We're actually going to be talking about one of the latest, newest programs we're putting out there called Product-Led Acquisition. And so on this podcast, I am here with Pedro, who is the instructor of this new program. And so the whole goal of this new program is really just to help you get at least 10% more signups for your product-led business. And so Pedro, I wanted to share a little bit about yourself and your background and why you're so passionate and also really, really good <laughs> doing this for B2B SaaS companies. Awesome. So thanks, Wes. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to share some of the secrets on this podcast as well and also the program because we had like lots of good things, uh, even helped me make my process even clearer as you're trying to teach other people on how to do it. Yeah. So basically, my background is I have always been really passionate about tech. Uh, and SaaS companies in particular. I initially started off as a designer. I was making a few tweaks to apps and all these things. I was always biased towards like the user side of things, so towards the revenue, so the tweaks I wanted to make, or you know, just to get users more active or have them pay more or go from a free user to pay, all these things. So eventually I uh, started doing that on a freelance basis. Clients started asking for landing pages as well. And I noticed that I was uh, just pretty natural at being able to summarize things into a short sentences and being able to find USPs of products like really quickly without even thinking. And then I noticed, hey, I'm more of a copywriter than anything else because to me, design is just about like patterns and you can't really get it wrong after some point. So I doubled down on that. And for the last like six years or so, that's what I've been doing. After like 120 plus SaaS companies that I've worked with, yeah, so, and I spoke with hundreds of companies at this point. So to me, all these things kind of become automatic on what do they need to say? What needs to be changed? What should the other page be like? And that's what we're going to be doing, sharing some of that stuff today. And also in the program, sharing how you can have that mental framework and turning that into a process that you can do on a week by week basis and get that done every single landing page, get at least a 10% lift that that's going to be easy. 
Awesome. Yeah. And I think one of the most like underrated things that I love about you is like, you're just so good at applying this, not just for other companies, but also for yourself, like going to pedrocortez.com. I was like, wow, okay. Like you really know how to one, like capture people's attention, like very quickly. And then two, drive people to one clear action that really makes them want to sign up or at least go to whatever that next step might be. And so, yeah, I can definitely see there's this passion around. And then for two, like doing this same skill set for five to six years is so cool because you have like so yep. such good pattern recognition. And when we did the onboarding teardowns as well, it was just really apparent like, yeah, you could easily spot some of those trends. So for a lot of people who don't have that much experience when it comes to getting more signups and improving their conversion rate, what are some of the biggest problems that get in the way of a company where it's like, hey, we want to obviously get more signups, that's apparent, but how do we do that? And what are some of the big problems that get in the way? Yeah, so uh, I could literally be here all day listing out problems, but I think it's probably the way that they think about landing pages, right? So they think about landing pages as like a very creative process. It has to be like, they need to have like a lot of designers and writers involved, or it should take a long time and they need to do like a lot of research and so on and so forth. At the end of the day, you're looking at where are users getting stuck and how can we get them to the next step? So the mindset shifts people need to make, especially in the SaaS world, is one, that the landing page is not meant to sell the products, right? It's just meant to give you enough information for you to think that this is the best option out there enough for them to actually try it out or uh, book a demo, right? So give them enough information for them to feel, hey, this might be like the tool that we're looking for. Let me sign up. Let me book a demo to learn more. So that's the first thing. So we don't overwhelm with people with all this stuff. And then the second thing that we need to think about in terms of landing pages, which is probably even more important, is your website is just like a 24-7, 365-day-a-year uh, salesman, right? And the same principles apply right? So the principles of addressing objections, communicating things clearly, not saying too many things, just focus on what they want to like hear about and features they want to see all apply to landing pages, right? So if you were to think about how would you close a deal, right? Because a lot of SaaS companies do have their sales process together. They, or at least the ones that I talked with, they, once they do jump on a call, it's easy for them to convert. Or once they do try out the product, they do love it because they have that stuff in place. But it's getting them to understand what it is before they even try it out is, is the issue, right? So if we're thinking, hey, if we're thinking of the website as a, as a sales guy, the sales guy just needs to answer all the objections and explain everything clearly, right? So if you put a document with all the objections that people have, all the things, all the little fears that are preventing them from trying it out, and then you create a landing page based on addressing all of these, then you'll know that the conversion will for sure go up, right? So that's the biggest mindset shifts that people need to have. And if they do that, along with other things, they will surely have their conversions go up. For sure. And like, as I was listening to like all of those common mistakes as well too, I'm just like, well, it sounds like easy. Like, obviously, like if we think about those, like, okay, don't make it overwhelming. Really like just get people to that next yes. As far as like, if that's whether it's signing up for a free trial or freemium model or uh, even a demo or something like that too. What does that next yes look like? But then can you share your framework or at least a high level overview of it around how do you actually solve and prevent a lot of those mistakes to ultimately get more signups and conversions. Yeah. So do you mean the process of actually like creating the landing pages or then to find the issues? What would that be? Yeah. Like for 
the four week program, you kind of broke it down into four different weeks. And so maybe the high level overview of like how you could actually go in, implement and kind of craft a landing page that has a good chance of actually improving your conversion rates. Yeah, exactly. So what I do is I break everything down into tiny steps that with each stage, you cannot like move forward if you get anything wrong. So what that means is it's kind of impossible to get anything wrong. And they're all like uh, more or less independent of each other, right? As long as you're doing them in the right order. So what this means is the very first thing I do or where I spend most of my time is just like a one page document defining what are the USPs of the products? What are some of the results that people want to see from using the products? What are some of the problems that people have with other tools and so on? That gives me enough information for me to see at the end of the day, what are people comparing uh, this product to, right? So they're maybe comparing it to a spreadsheet or a competitor that has bad support or it's really slow or lacks this or that functionality, right? So then I can use that and then I can use how the tool works. I can use some of the USPs they have and so on. So literally with that bit of information, now you understand what are the things that need to be on the page, right? Like three or five things that need to be on the page is like a checklist, which is the first thing I do. A checklist of things that need to be on the page in order for people to say, this is the best solution out there for the problem I have, right? So that is the first step, defining that. If you define that, it's very unlikely that you do the uh, landing page in a way that is not going to be uh, clear, right? Right. Or at least they're going to hit the right topics. Then what we do is now that we know that we need to hit on these five topics, let's just assume it's five topics, five USPs or problems with other tools and so on. Now we need to look at, okay, here's a, a formula that we use that we know works. So this is a formula that I use with lots of clients and it's just for B2B SaaS and we're going to use it in a program as well. And then, okay, so here's what are the things that I can say in the hero section to grab people's attention? What are the things that I can say in the middle? What are the things that I need to say at the ends? What are the things that I need to repeat several times? So it almost feels like a puzzle, right? Where I take the checklist and then I figure out this is what I want to say in this section. This is what I want to say in that section without defining any headlines. Just what is the thing that I want to communicate? Because what that does is now my brain only has to think about one thing at once. I'm thinking about what I want to say. Then I'll figure out how I'm going to say it. Right, that's the problem for a few hours from now or the, the next day or whatever, right? So it's going to make it that simple. So by me separating one thing at a time, there's no way for you to get stuck. There's no creativity involved. There's no like any, let's say, copywriting skill involved because we'll use like formulas and so on later on. And then it's way easier, right? So that's step two. First step is defining those USBs in like a checklist style, like a bullet point list more or less. Then we'll define the website, uh, the planning page section by section. What is it that I need to say, not how I'm going to say it. Then afterwards, we start thinking about headlines. Because now that I understand what each section needs to say, now I just think about what is a good headline to communicate whatever I want to say. And I go to each section and I'll figure out, okay, for this section, if I need to communicate that the support is really fast, what is it that I need to write in order to communicate that, right? And I'll create a headline. And then we'll figure out a few alternatives if we need to, right? Then I'll move on to the next section and the next section and so on. So again, you're only thinking about one thing at a time, right? And then you might be thinking, then how do I write the rest of the copy, right? So the rest of the copy, like the body copy is very simple. It just needs to justify whatever the headline says, right? So now we have what we want to say in that section. Then the headline just talks about what we wanted to say. The body copy just supports whatever the headline says, just builds on uh, with a little bit more detail. 
And then the image, we just need to think about what is an image that would represent whatever the headline says, right? With an actual screenshot of the product or a little video or something like that. So it's really clear. And now we don't have anything else to think about because we breathe the entire page section by section. We have a checklist so we don't miss any objection that people have. And then we have a bunch of formulas for headlines and ideas for images and all these things to a point we don't even have to think about what the headline should be. We just choose which one is best and then uh, we'll change it around. And maybe we have like a library of examples that we can use for reference and then we don't need to think about it too much, right? It's that simple. Awesome. Yeah, no, I love that uh, simple person. Having like gone through some of those like worksheets and even just the awesome Google documents with all the templates as well, finding those headlines as well as what to write um, is actually, it becomes a lot easier. And it's like, ultimately when I think about like why the heck would you take a program on this or any other topic? It's like the whole yeah. reason is it's faster time to value. Like, yeah, you could like think about, okay, what this might look like and like waste even a week or two on like, oh, what are the elements for the homepage or for this specific landing page? And it's like, you just kind of take a lot of those decisions out of there. It's like, start here. And then you can obviously tweak it, edit it based on what makes most sense for your business as you kind of move on. So I love that. Now, who do you say like this program is for? Because I'm thinking like, well, maybe it's like for, you know, uh, what if they're not like a designer or copywriter? So could you touch on like who this program is built for specifically? Yeah. So with SaaS companies, they're like, you know, everyone can wear multiple hats. So that's why it might be uh, hard for you to kind of define this. But I would say like whoever is like handling your website at the moment or is handling the growth or the optimization of the website could be the perfect person for this, right? So it could be a combination of people, right? So maybe you want to use your founder because the founder has some of the insights in the niche and then you want to use a marketer, which typically changes the website. Or you want to use a marketing team. So for example, all of them are really knowledgeable in terms of marketing, but copywriting is like a really specific skill and they need to understand how they can really optimize all their landing pages. And once they know it, the person that manages the ads knows how to create really good landing pages. The person that manages the SEO, same thing. The one that manages the organic growth, maybe on the homepage side of things and so on. So imagine if you had multiple people in the team acquire the skill of creating high converting landing pages so they can get a 10, 20, 30, 50% increase in all the pages they'll ever create for the end of their career, right? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And that's what we're going to do, like teach them over the next few weeks. To be honest, I think they can kind of choose whoever they think is best. It could either be a founder or marketer, a few marketers or a marketer and a designer so they can execute right away. And designers tend to like knowing how to write the content as well. So those are the most popular options at the moment. Awesome. Yeah. And also if you're a marketing leader and you want to bring like your designer, copywriter or marketer as well, you can definitely join as a team too, which is going to really just help at the end of the day, get this out faster. As we know, yep. that's the goal for a lot of companies is move fast and actually see some of these results so you can improve those sign up rate by at yeah. least 10%. Yeah. And more people acquire the skill. Totally. Yeah. Could you give us maybe like one or two examples of companies who have like successfully implemented this process and just what are some of those results look like for these companies? Yeah. So in terms of like, essentially this process is the process that I usually teach my clients, right? So I also work with marketers, also work with some of the designers in the team. So I'm kind of used to teaching them. So 
to be honest, there are like a lot of different uh, results that we can be talking about. We're talking about like a 10% uplift, but most of the results that I'm going to be talking about is like way more than that. Or they get like 25% more demos, but then they get the quality to go up. Or they get 10% more signups, but they get uh, 40% more revenue because the quality is way better, right? Because people are like more interested and they convert better uh, down the line. So what sort of examples would you want me to give you either like in terms of landing pages or in terms uh, what was the before and after in terms of the messaging? Yeah, let's hear maybe the, the before and after for like a product-led company that kind of used your process to get more signups. Yeah, so one good example could be Fuera.com, which is like an interior design tool that just helps you create like actually design the room. So it's not like managing documents and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I do have another client that does that. And what they used to say before is they used to say the typical, oh, we are the best interior design tool, or we can do it faster and we can do it better. These are all buzzwords that people tend to say. And what happens is no one's going to believe that, mm-hmm. right? So what we did instead is, to put it in short, what we did instead is we made the claim that they can design a room like five times faster, which sounds really unrealistic unless you're able to justify it properly, right? Mm-hmm. So what we did is we made that big claim to get people's attention. And then we uh, justified it really well by showing a time-lapse of other people building it. So if you go to to their website, they do have a time-lapse of someone that designs, I think it was a living room in 30 minutes and he's like sped up. And that's insane because normally that would take like the entire day or or more, Mm -hmm. right? And then we justify, why is that so fast? And the reason why it's so fast is because one is like cloud-based, so it doesn't really slow down your computer. Then they have 60,000 plus models that you can drag and drop. So you don't have to design your own chair and then design your own table and then put it in the room. Like that's just crazy slow, right? So we just have the models. We have a bunch of styles and you will have everything you'll ever need. You put it in there. It's like, it's ready to go, right? They don't have to waste all that time. And then the render, which might take the entire day and you cannot use the computer, right? We went that deep in terms of the details. So normally you cannot use a computer while you're rendering it. And then we show that all the rendering is done in the cloud. It can be done within a few minutes. And then it has insane quality. Like you can have like, you can get 4K images with the renders from the designs and stuff like that. So now we have a USB that is way faster. We've shown proof of the time-lapse. We justify logically how it works. And then we even back it up with social proof with Instagram posts saying people of like designs their customers have created. And then we said how much t- time it took. Like a really cool bathroom, 15 minutes, a living room, one hour, right? Mm-hmm. Literally a library of stuff to justify the claim that we had before, right? And what they got in is they did get uh, different types of results because we added this on the homepage and in a few paid advertising campaigns. So that was the one that got a 10% uplift in conversions and trials. And then they got a 40% uplift in revenue because the ones that were signing up were just paying more, right? Mm-hmm. There was even one of the paid campaigns that they got like way more than 40%, which was like close to 2x in the revenue side, not in terms of the signups. The signups was like 40% or something. And yeah, that's the kind of effect that we can get. And the most important thing to get across is that right now you might have hundreds or thousands of visitors every single month that are not converting because of these little things or these little fears that they have and misconceptions that they have about the products. And that's the only reason that they're not signing up. And the bigger they are, the more serious they are about like switching to another tool or the more they want to pay or the more frequently they want to use it, which are the more serious bias that you do want to attract, 
the more skeptical they are, right? So the more questions they have, the harder they are to convert. So even if you get a 20% uplift or a 10% uplift, you might be converting the guys that will pay the most, right? Because they are the hardest ones to convert. For sure. I love that too, because like, I mean, initially hearing that, it's like, okay, yeah, like 10% increase in signups, like that's amazing on its own. But then seeing the 40% increase in revenue, if you were to like take a, a guess or like just hear your feedback on that, like, why do you think there was that much of an increase in revenue? Like, was it just because you weeded out a lot of the potential bad fit people or people were like just that much more clear about okay, I know what's unique about this product. I have a reason. This is what I want to get to value in. Or what were the big kind of reasons why there was such a big revenue increase there? Yeah, so that's something that is actually pretty normal. So I either get like a 30, 40% increase in whatever the goal is on a particular page. So it ranges between 20 to 40%. I would say it's it's my average when I do work with clients. But if we, sometimes we either have like a 20% uplift and then we increase the revenue on top of that, or we have like the same, let's say the conversions didn't change, but they paid way more. So like these things always tend to happen because of the same reason I mentioned above, like mm-hmm. the ones that will pay the most are always the most skeptical. But the thing that I would add to this, like in this case in particular, is that I was kind of expecting it because if you were to think about their product in particular, is that they, uh, like a person that does these jobs, like from time to time, it wouldn't make that much of a difference if you make it really fast. But mm-hmm. if you have lots of different projects and this can dwell on for ages and this increases the capacity of how many projects you can actually take without reducing the quality, now that to me, it's worth thousands a month, right? So whatever they charge is like nothing. Totally. Right? So that attracted a completely different type of people that we couldn't just get them to buy before because they just would assume it's, it, the tool wouldn't be good enough. It would be like too basic or and stuff. All these different fears that they would have. Yeah, it's such an interesting point too because like when you use kind of generic value propositions, like, hey, we're the best at whatever this is. And it's just like, you know, it's kind of a cop-out. Oh, we're the leading one who does this. Yep. <laughs> it's like, great. You just told me nothing and I don't believe you. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, it's like red flag for trust and then also red flag for like, okay, what's unique? So it doesn't weed people out as well. So super interesting for that part. Now, as we kind of like wrap up here, uh, what would you say is like uh, maybe the top three reasons why people should sign up for this program? Yeah, so I think it's, you know, almost like a pretty irresistible offer, I would say. So essentially the first reason is that you'll have a process, like essentially the only process that you can actually go through like creating a landing page, a high converting landing page from top to bottom, like every single section will show you literally everything. You don't need any copywriting experience or design experience. So that's the, the main thing is have understanding this process, right? The second thing is that there's no way that you cannot get a 10% uplift. It's very hard to estimate how much of an uplift you would have. We're just giving you averages based on the experience that I had with clients as well. 10% is on the very low end because we're going to show you how to identify like really those underlying reasons why people are not signed up, why people are scared, the, literally the things that are keeping them from signing up. And once you do address them, there is no way they cannot get more than 10%, right? No way. Because these things are going to be huge, like things around integrations and how it works, justifying the supports, like really making sure that you stand out completely from the rest of the competition, right? So these are things that will have for sure at least a 10% uplift. But then 
what I'm most excited about is now that you understand the process and you get a 10% uplift, how about now several people in your team now have the skill to go do it again, like five or 10 times over, or even if it is like in the next two months or the next two years or whatever, right? Now you have the skill to be able to update all of your landing pages for ads and get a 10% uplift on all of them, right? Because that compounds like crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe some will get 10%, others might get 20 or 30, right? And now you have people in the team with that skill, which is invaluable. That alone, I think, is the is the best part for sure. Awesome. Yeah. And especially like given the market and everything else like that too, with the potential of recession and all that stuff, like kind of looming in 2023. One of the other kind of main reasons why we wanted to do this is to really just empower product-led companies where it's like, you know what, there's so many bets you can make in a business, especially for this upcoming year. And there's, yes, trying out like new channels and other bigger kind of niches that have a longer payback period. But when it comes to conversion, conversion and understanding how to get, you know, with the same product, the same assets, but like tweaking some things around your landing page and getting these crazy results. And that's really how we want to to empower everybody who's listening here too, is just like, what are some of those great things you could do to really see some big impact? And I definitely think that this program is going to really help you get does at 10% more signups, which is, I mean, on its own, it's it's amazing. But I think the other part too, based on that uh, example you shared, Petra, that really gets me more excited is, is like when you do have that unique selling proposition, you do actually lean into it. You do handle a lot of those objections and you don't overwhelm people with all the other details. It just creates a really great environment for people to get the right perceived value expectation about, okay, when I go into this product, here's what to expect. Here's why I should actually be more motivated. And it's, I'll also add a couple other things around this because it's like whenever you have a high perceived value of like what this product is, you're more motivated. So it means actually in your onboarding, you get more people to value too, because they're like, hey, I get this. Mm-hmm. It's not just the best at whatever. It's it's really good at this one thing or and maybe if like that is your value prop you're like eh, we're not the everything tool we're like the really good single point solution it's like lean into it <laughs> embrace it and do that so this is awesome if any Buddy here who's listening wants to learn more about the program, you can head on over to productled.com forward slash acquisition and either follow both myself or Pedro Cortez on LinkedIn. And you will see a lot more kind of like mini updates around this program as we have done some teardowns and stuff where you can see the inside scoop as far as how we analyze at different companies to learn more. Thanks everybody for listening. And thank you, Pedro. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Product-Led Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a colleague or friends you know who might benefit. We are always looking at which episodes get the most listens so we know which content to create more of. So if you want more of this particular type of content or style of episode, please share it out. And in return, here's your selfish reason to do this. Uh, We will definitely create more content just like this episode. (laughs) And if that's not your style, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and tell us your favorite part about this podcast. I personally read every single one of these reviews and it gives me more ideas on what content we should do more of. Happy growing.